0: I want to thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, and your loyalty to the podcast has been so clear on our Clark Stinks message board that you have said, in no uncertain terms, you feel like I've let you down. I haven't explained to you the changes we're making with the podcast, and I just want to tell you how grateful I am to you that you trust me enough with the information I provide that you have not been happy with the changes. I mean, if you didn't feel passionate about what I do here, I wouldn't be having this blowback on Clark Stinks. And it's my fail that I've not taken the opportunity prior to now to tell you what we're up to. So here's the dilemma. I take a fair amount of vacation. Let's just call it what it is. I like time off. I've been doing this 30 years and no dying man ever said he wished he spent more time at his work and when I had uh, my health scare a couple of months ago where I was in great danger in the hospital of not coming back I was pretty clear that life is precious and the time you have is precious too and so I want to serve myself and serve you at the same time so the decision that I made and I hope it's not the wrong one is to try to figure out how to make sure that every time you tune into a podcast with a very rare exception here or there that it will be new content and that if we continue to do the podcast like we did If you think back over Clark Stinks over time, people have been very unhappy about the reruns on the podcast. So by cutting down the amount of content made available each day and each week, we're able to give you fresh stuff all the time. And that's why we've made the change. So I just want to tell you my fail was not explaining this when we did it and now having to apologize to you for that. And you may have a better suggestion about how we do this. And if you do, please go back to Clark Stinks and let me know how I can serve you better. And by the way, now it is time for Clark Stinks on the air. This is a show where I learn over time You learn over time. We learn from each other. We learn together. And there are times that you have depended on me for advice that you feel like, what are you saying? Don't you know better than that, right? And so that's why we established Clark Stinks. It's where you can go to Clark.com and post where you feel I had a bad opinion, a screw loose in my head, gave bad advice miss part of the picture whatever it is and then other people can read what you posted they can add to it disagree with it whatever and then once a week our producer Krista goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares her favorites with you right here on the air I should have never encouraged you to speak you must think I'm pretty stupid you should
1: be ashamed of yourself well maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong
0: maybe you're right pal So, Krista, where are you starting this week?
2: All right. Well, I don't appreciate that you said my favorites. That is not true. I just pull the ones that are short enough to read. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, you and
0: I have been together how long? 22 years? 20 years? Mm Mm-hmm. 20 years. So, it's got to be... I mean, like a big basket of resentment for you having been around me all this time. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. I'm a high maintenance person. You know what's funny?
2: People do always ask us, like, is Clark really that nice? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Clark's awesome, doesn't stink. But here's one for you. There's something (laughs) slightly off in the way you have phrased that Whole Foods' biggest problem is that people, quote, can't afford to shop there. It implies that people are required to buy from them or have no other choice and are being priced out of the market. It's like saying people can't afford to shop at a high-end fashion boutique and have to get their clothing from a mass merchandiser. Really, it's just the customer deciding that the high prices aren't worth it. Whole Foods has always claimed to be about offering the best quality and the most healthy, but for years it has been my assumption that their business model has been to give wealthy customers a place of their own to shop, to appeal to customers who aren't price conscious and, in fact, prefer to spend more. After all, rich people can't be expected to shop at a regular grocery store with the rest of us commoners. Matt.
0: Matt, thank you for that. So here's the thing. Whole Foods opened too many stores for the number of people who fit that profile you just described. And so they're going to have to somehow divide up the chain. That's why the 365 experiment is underway, is to offer much lower price points in a simpler format. And I think you'll see a lot of the whole food stores that can't carry their own weight being converted to the simpler 365 format as Bezos really gets his teeth into it.
2: Clark, I really don't understand your infatuation with credit karma and credit scores. This quote-unquote score CK provides is not a real FICO score, but their own invented number that sort of resembles it but is calculated differently. Not long ago, you had a caller ask you how they could get their credit score for free, and you gave them the bad advice to use credit karma when that's not even a real score. Meanwhile, you totally missed the best advice, asking them to check the websites of the credit cards they already have. Several of my credit cards now offer this for free on their website, a practice started by Discover but now copied by others. In fact, Discover will offer you your real FICO score now, even if you are not a customer, and they give a link to that. If someone's looking for their actual credit score for free, wouldn't it make more sense to direct them somewhere they can actually provide their real credit score versus continuing to push CK?
0: That is a great post, and it is true, and I will tell you I've been doing an experiment where two of my credit cards do post on their website what my current FICO score is. And I've been tracking it versus what I see on Credit Karma. And the crazy thing is that they're within 10 points of each other virtually every month. So whatever FICO method Credit Karma is using, I'm finding at least for me that it's very, very close, horseshoes close, to what the FICO score is. And that may be an aberration that that's true for me. But yes, the advice of looking on your credit card bill, some issuers put it on the bill, but many others put it on your your online access to your credit card account for free. You can see your score every single month.
2: Oh, Clark, your hatred for bottled water stinks worse than if you left a pint of your favorite premium ice cream outside in the hot sun for days. My father, Howard, by the way, has an autoimmune disease and is a transplant patient. He has been told by several doctors that he's only allowed to drink bottled spring water, no exceptions. When we go out to eat and he asks the wait staff if they have bottled water, he is always given the stink eye. He is not being snooty. He is just following doctor's orders. Love the show, but I just wanted to let you know that some people have no choice about H2O. Thanks again, Mike.
0: Mike, thank you very much, and I'm glad that your dad seems to be doing very well. And so that would be an exception to the rule on the bottled water issue.
2: You were talking about the big banks saying that the taxpayers would have to bail them out again if they get into trouble again. But it is worse than that. There is a thing called bail-ins where the bank depositors get their deposits turned into stock in order to keep the banks afloat. Perfectly legal. This has been done in Cyprus. Maybe you already know this, but I thought this would, I would give this to you in case you do not. Thanks for all your info, Jim. Jim, I appreciate that. And our
0: situation in the
2: united states all the talk about bail
0: ins has not been having the depositors have their accounts wiped out replaced with stock but rather bondholders and i don't know what's ever going to happen with that but the best answer is to require particularly the the four giant monster megabanks that account for half of banking in the united states to have to have far larger real reserves of cash available so that there would be a much better level of assurance that you and I as taxpayers aren't going to have to bail them out yet again.
2: I heard the segment on shopping around for prices at different pharmacies. I'm a pharmacist and I would like to point out that it's a bad idea in the long run. It is dangerous for different pharmacies to fill your medications. Some medication interactions can be fatal. If you do decide to do this, you need to make sure you carry around an up-to-date medication list and communicate every medication you take to each pharmacy. It's better for you to visit a single pharmacy and build a relationship with your pharmacist. We're happy to do anything possible to save our patients money, including price-matching competitors, honoring their coupons, and even contacting drug companies for possible coupons. We can also contact your doctor to discuss... Changing a medication to something similar but cheaper for you or preferred by your insurance. Par- pharmacists are not the evil drug companies out for your money. We are healthcare professionals looking out for the best interest of our patients, including financially.
0: I love that. I love that. And thank you for your dedication to your patients. It was clear in that how much you care. Um, a lot of the pharmacy chains put so much productivity pressure on their pharmacists that the number of prescriptions they have to fill per shift that in the pharmacy factories, I don't know that the pharmacists have that time that you just referred to.
2: You said 10 kids cannot take care of old parents. Take care of one parent. That was my dad's phrase. Let's get it right, <laughs> I for, know, right? for my late departed dad. In a perfect world, you're right. <laughs> I want to take care of my 84-year-old parents, and they need nursing-slash-skilled-care type of facility. I live 700 miles away, but they fight me on everything. I went to look at assisted living places and took my mom to the two best, and she had nothing good to say, and in fact was very rude to me and the person showing us around. She said they are not ready for such care, but they won't drive have home health care twice a week. She said they want to die at home and that is their choice, not mine. I said, then why did you give me power of attorney and on medical and such? So yes, I think people want to help, but parents push back a 100% until the rubber band breaks and then we have to pick up the pieces. And I worked in the medical field for 30 years.
0: How about preaching to the choir? Isn't that the expression? Because I know how much I went through and my siblings went through with our mom, who's deceased also, who was a a very headstrong woman, and she fought us every step of the way. And so it is a thankless task, but then put the shoe on the other foot. A lot of times for parents, dealing with us when we're growing up can be pretty thankless too. So you just got to push your way through it in spite of the fact that you have that hostility coming your way from your mom.
2: Clark, the other day a caller told you he was considering a used Toyota or Honda. You suggested him to also consider Lexus and Acura, as those luxury labels have a lot of good deals from lease returns. Clark, I officially remove your title of cheapest person alive. For starters, you drive a Tesla. You have no idea even if you get a good deal on a used Lexus or Acura, it is going to cost an arm and a leg to service and repair them down the road. Therefore, the total cost of ownership will be a lot higher than owning a Toyota or a Honda. We have been there and done that. My wife used to drive a Lexus. Every time when something broke, we went broke too. She eventually gave up the Lexus and switched to a Honda Accord, which, was much total, was, which has a, a much total cost of ownership and gave us a peace of mind that our wallet is safe. Lower cost of ownership, I think they mean.
0: So I need to tell you something about, appreciate that, but I need to say something about The uh, Acura, which is the luxury of Honda, and Infiniti, the luxury of Nissan, and um, let's see, Lexus, the luxury of Toyota. All over the country, there are now independent repair shops that repair those brands as corporate twins. So you don't have to pay the huge repair costs that you would going to the franchise dealer repair bays, you can go to one of the independent shops. Know that the Lexus brand, the Acura brand, the Infiniti brand, all those are just marketing things. You'll see in other countries, you'll see what is sold here as a Lexus being sold as a Toyota, what's sold here as an Acura being sold as a Honda, and on like that. So it doesn't have to be expensive To repair any of those, just find that good independent shop with a great reputation that fixes that brand and start maybe with a search on Yelp for which independents for your brand are getting the best ratings.
2: Clark, you are giving bad advice about states and their inability to collect sales-slash-use tax on out-of-state purchases. I'm a CPA, and many of my clients admit to buying out-of-state and want to remit their sales-slash-use tax on their tax returns. When I attend CPA conferences, I get the same answer from many others at the conference.
0: So the bad advice was that I said that the consumers were trying to avoid the tax? I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And it runs against the grain of the wisdom, the popular wisdom that people want to avoid taxes at all costs. And you're saying the opposite that people want to comply.
2: Dear Clark, I love your show, but you need to wash your hands a little bit on Kimi. You recommended Kimi for key copies. We recently went to a kiosk and paid about $90 to get a copy of our 2011 Jeep Patriot key fob. This is a typical... key fob with an unlock, lock, panic button. What we received was just a plain key without any remote functions. When we called them to complain, their explanation was that they only provide key fobs for some vehicles and not others, but they charged us the same price as they charge for a plain key as they do for other vehicles that they provide a key fob for. Please note that a 2011 Jeep is a high-volume car, not a rare vehicle. Thanks for all the good you do. I just wanted to warn others they might not get the key fob that that they advertise and that they would expect.
0: I appreciate that a lot. We hadn't heard that complaint from anyone about key.me, and it is a potential way for you to save a lot of money getting a dupe or a replacement for one of those really expensive car keys. And the fact that they did that and didn't inform you ahead of time, I think is really bad customer no service. I appreciate your posts. If I'm giving you customer no service, please go to Clark.com, go to Clark Stinks, and let me know. Susan's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Susan. How are you? I'm
1: fine, thank you. Now.
0: <laughs> so I got a
1: phone call from the IRS.
0: And what was the IRS telling you? It, well, it wasn't really the IRS. Oh, you got one of those bogus calls, pay now, or you're going to jail? Yeah, thirty minutes.
1: They were going to send. They were going to have a man at my door, putting me in jail, losing my social security, my home.
0: Susan, least, this uh, malarkey is going on big time all over the country. Huge all over the country, where uh, people are getting this call saying, "You need to." pay right now you need to go to walmart and buy green dots or whatever story they're telling you they tell you to go to walmart or what they tell you No,
1: they said it wasn't about the money it was about the three criminal charges from 2008 i said i've paid every single irs bill i've ever got you know how did you know
0: this was crooked
1: i didn't and i started crying i was and I, I, i said i'm 72 years old and I said, I just had a heart attack, and I'm about to get another one. He said, well, you certainly will. Oh. And I said, um, I said, this is really upsetting me. And he said, well, it should upset you. He said, we're going to send the a, a, a police to your door in about 30 minutes. And he said, if you hang up the phone or if I get disconnected, they'll be right there.
0: And how did you decide at that point you needed to hang up the phone?
1: Well, I didn't. What I did was I got on my cell phone, and I called my tax people. And I talked to them. I said, this is an emergency phone call. And I told the man, I said, this was a lie, but I told him, I said, I have to throw up. He said, if you disconnect me, I'm telling you. I said, I have to go throw up. But that's when I went to my cell phone and went to another room and called my tax people. And they said they'd gotten about 14 calls. It was bogus. I said, "Are you sure?" And they said, "Yeah, we're positive." So I put the man on speaker so my cell phone people could hear, and she says the same voice.
0: Oh, either wow. Indian
1: or from Nigeria, I'm not sure.
0: Well, wherever the person's coming from, saying that they hope you have another heart attack. What a disgusting human being that is! And I want to thank you so much for calling, Susan. You need to know that what's happening to Susan is happening all over this country. Imposters pretending to be collectors calling from the IRS saying you pay right now or you're going to jail. It is a big fat lie. And Susan, you stay healthy and thank you for sharing. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to join us here on The Clark Howard Show, where It's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our web address. Clark.com slash ask is where you go to post a question for me. I have a question for you. When you're at your computer, how much of your time do you get distracted and start doing other things, fun for you or whatever? Instead of the work you're trying to accomplish, there's a guy whose honesty I just love. He goes by the handle Sketch Guy, and he's a financial planner from Salt Lake City. His name is Carl Richards. He went with his family to live in New Zealand. I don't know if Sketch Guy is still in New Zealand or if he's back in Utah, but he does these wonderful sketches about things trying to get through the clutter in our brains about how we handle money. So he decided it was time to put himself to the test. There's a thing you can have on your computer with Chrome or Firefox I talked about years and years ago called Rescue Time. It's a very high rating. It's free to use. And what it does is it tracks what you're doing with your time on your computer, much like the ones I've talked about for Androids and iPhones that track where you're spending your time. And so Sketch Guy wrote on his blog that he was tracking his time and it automatically tracks what you're doing after his wife accused him of half working. That's an expression I've never heard of. Joel, Kim, either of you ever heard the expression half-working? No, first time for me. No, but it's perfect. It is a perfect expression for this. And so she was accusing him of being on the computer all day long, not really doing anything. He was like, I'm doing my sketches, I'm planning for my clients, all that, so... Then he downloads the or starts using the rescue time on his computer. I don't know if he uses Chrome or Firefox and figures out how much of his time was actually going to other things other than being productive. He says after he tested it. He could barely type the words of what he found out. He tested it for a month and turned out he was spending two hours and 30 minutes on average every day through the month on his computer doing things other than work. Now, this is something that I've made a change in my life. I used to. I had an office in the home, and I'd go up there, and I'd kind of disappear from my family. And it was a problem for for me because I was not spending enough time with my family because that time you learn later is really precious. And so I gave up my office, and we turned it into a guest bedroom, and so... I have a little cubby hole where I pay the bills electronically but whenever I'm working I'm just working with my laptop wherever I am with my family hopefully being productive but it has made a significant change in quality of life I probably still am half working too much when I'm on my laptop But I'm not cocooned away from my family. But if you really want to check yourself out, the program is called Rescue Time. Just go on your computer and search for Rescue Time with whatever search engine you like, and you'll see how to use it. As best I know, it does not work with Explorer, but who uses Explorer anyway? Brian is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Brian. Hi, Clark. How are you? Wonderful. Brian, how can I be of service to you?
3: I am, I've am. i got a chance to buy a house right across the street from me uh, for a rental, and I want to know the best way to go about buying it without getting a loan. Uh, and the reason I say that is, is I've already got a house payment that I live in and a house payment. For another rental I got. So I don't think I probably would qualify for another loan, but I do have the money in the stock market. And I was wondering if there's any way, and I'm only 52, if I can, any way I can get that money out without having to pay the extra 10% penalty on it.
0: So it's in the stock market in an IRA? Is that what it's in? Yes, sir. All right, so you can, and there are lots of people that, that, promote this, you can buy an investment property, C-A-N. You can buy one inside an IRA. You need a a special administrator. There are people that specialize in handling these self-directed IRAs. They charge pretty hefty fees for doing so, but you can acquire that property on behalf of the IRA, buying it, and having it held in the IRA, and have the the rents paid to the IRA, the whole thing. Oh really? So, so it is permissible. It is. It's not cheap though to do. Because these uh, these administrators who handle these self-directed IRAs, well, uh, they're definitely going to make their cut. Well, well, and oh oh, there is another thing: the tax advantages of owning real estate, just owning it straight out like the rental property you already own Mm -hmm. are overwhelmingly superior to owning rental property inside an IRA because there's all kinds of tax benefits to owning investment real estate that you lose when it's inside an IRA. So if you end up buying right, you get a great deal on the property, the tax treatment of that ultimately if you do really well with it and it turns into a good number for you tax treatment's very unfavorable because ultimately everything is taxed as ordinary income which is the highest tax rate so i what i'm saying is you can do it but just because you can doesn't mean you should
3: you recommend that I take the 10% penalty? and No. You
0: know, I, you know. I would recommend that you see if you can get a loan and do it that way because I don't want you, if you liquidate money from your IRA, not only do you pay the 10% penalty, you have to also pay tax on all the money you take out of the IRA. So it's right. tax plus 10% penalty. So if you're telling me the either or, is doing a self-directed IRA and buying the rental property in it. I would prefer that to you liquidating the IRA, paying all the tax bills that come with that, and buying the property. But my favorite answer would be for you to go beat a path to various bankers' doors and see if there's any way you can get a loan to buy that as an investment property. Okay. Okay. And lenders are more willing, particularly with you already showing a track record, are more willing now up particularly up to four rental properties are willing to hear you out about lending you money for it. How much down payment can you come up with?
3: Um, I mean after I probably get twenty or thirty thousand probably.
0: Okay, and the property costs how much? hundred and thirty nine. Okay. Um if you come up with 20% down used to be 30 on rental properties but now there are uh, lenders that'll do it at 20% you're close at that 30 not almost yeah you're just about there so i would i would not be discouraged and giving up on the idea of being able to buy it as a traditional rental property that you finance and all the tax advantages of that are so good that I think that's your first best destiny to own that property. Jay joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jay. Hey, hi, Clark. Jay, you you... got a question about shopping.
4: Yeah, I have a, a store credit card, and I don't use it. I haven't used it actually in probably two and a half years because I use another credit card that gives me airline points. And I get, I I got a note in the mail that said they were going to cancel my card because I don't use it unless I use it. And I, I, really, my question is more fundamental, and that is, what happens to your credit score when you cancel a credit card?
0: Great question. Store cards are kind of like the wounded duck of credit. They they really are not your friend, and. I need to know, in addition to this card that you accumulate airline miles on, how many other major credit cards do you have? Visa, Mastercard, American Express, Discover.
4: Uh, we have two major credit cards, right. and, then, and then I have these two store cards. Well, I guess we probably. My wife has some store cards also. Yeah,
0: you know, the but store the cards. Two- the store cards are basically neither here nor there. Okay. If you have two major credit cards. And how much of your available credit are you using on those?
4: Uh, not not very much. I, uh, we buy everything on the credit card, so we pay it off every uh, every every month. All right. It, let me tell you. Really...
0: Let me tell you a trick about how credit scoring works. It doesn't matter in terms of computing your score that you pay in full. What matters is what your balance is on the closing date. So when you turn around and you write a check and pay the balance in full before any interest would accrue, your credit score is determined by what the balance was when they mail you the statement.
4: Oh, wow. That's that's good to know. So I need to pay it early, a little bit earlier. You could if you
0: really wanted to manipulate your score higher. But if we were talking round numbers, what do you think your credit limit is on those two major cards?
4: Uh, they're, uh, I think they're like 7,000 and 10,000, something like that.
0: Or the credit limits? Yeah, the credit limits. So you got 17,000 of available credit. And what kind of bill are you paying each month? Like how much do you charge up? On- we
4: probably pay about four or five each month.
0: All right. So you're right at the threshold where you could start to cause your score some difficulty. Because if you use more than 30% of your available credit, it starts to bring your score down okay so i would recommend that before they close this store card for you you should apply for one more major credit card get some more credit limit in your life okay so get a visa mastercard american express or discover just one more from some issuer other than who you have now and that will, that will lower the amount of your available credit you're using. And then you only need to use that card, even if it's not one you love, you only need to use it twice a year to keep it active and available in your mix. And as far as that store card, if they want to close it on you, let them close it because they just don't matter that much. And they can be a negative more than a positive. But I want you to keep on the positive side of the ledger with your score, which is why I want you to open one more account. Jeff joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing? Great, thank you. You have a question for me about a retirement account that's been pitched to you. What kind is it? Uh, 702J. No, not that again. Rest alert, rest alert. Uh... That's your money blowing to smithereens. Really? Yeah, please tell me it wasn't a friend of yours who pitched you on a 702J.
5: Oh, no, it actually was on uh, MSN, internet.
0: Really? Yeah. Is it an ad, or was it somebody posting an article trying to rip people uh, off?
5: Posting an article. It was one of the uh, articles on the website. Wow,
0: wow, okay. So what it is... If somebody comes up to you and says, Jeff, I got this great insurance policy, life insurance policy I want you to buy, you run away as fast as you can. In fact, you never even knew you could run a sub-four-minute mile till that moment, right? Exactly. So there have been these seminars where people go around the country and teach insurance agents, life insurance agents, how to get in to see people. And so they've used this obscure passage in the tax code called 702J, which is a part of the tax code that governs the tax treatment of life insurance, various life insurance products. Okay. And so they, they go out and they've taught all the insurance salespeople that instead of saying they're life insurance salespeople, they tell you they're a retirement planning specialist and that they specialize in 702J plans. And then if they hook you, they sell you the worst garbage ever, usually variations of universal life insurance or variable universal life insurance, which is if you want to really conspire against yourself and ruin your financial future, you buy one of those things.
5: That's already been taken care of already for me. So,
0: <laughs> Oh, you've had a tough time with the investing stuff?
5: Just all around.
0: Oh, I'm I sorry. A, I, so, filed,
5: I had a file bankruptcy about seven, eight years ago, and I'm just trying to put things together so that I can retire in about five years.
0: All right. Well, then the simplest thing is the best in that case, and that is for you to put money in a Roth IRA each year. And are you over 50? Uh, yeah. So um, you can do a 52. bonus contribution, you can do 6500 each year into a Roth IRA and that's what you should be about. They have, uh, the good Roth IRAs have virtually no cost to them and the money that you earn in them is tax free to you when you do retire. They're extremely flexible and if you go to my investment guide at Clark.com, you okay. can see how to do that. Alrighty. But I'm very disturbed to hear that Somebody's been able to slip what appears to be an article through on MSN that that is pitching the con game called the 702J.
5: I was surprised to see it myself, and I says, well, geez, I got to find out for sure what's going on with this." And I said, "I listen to you just about every night when I'm driving home from work at 9 p.m. Okay, so I turn you on, and says, "Oh, I'll give him a call, or at least a, you know check it out, see if I can ask him a question."
0: Well, I appreciate that so much, Jeff. And I wish you the best as you continue your financial recovery from that bankruptcy several years ago. And just look at the Roths, do them, build money the legit way. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel eScape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to clark.com newsletters.